0: to Mark. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as the disciples made their way, they began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And Jesus said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abathar was high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and he gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Again Jesus entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And Jesus said to the man who had a withered hand, Come forward. Then Jesus said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against Jesus, how to destroy him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. My new favorite comedian is a regular on NPR's Saturday evening show, Live from Here. Tom Papa comes on each week to do a piece called Out in America when he pretends to travel to American cities and tells long, detailed stories about his experience. These scenes are often outrageous and unbelievable. But the funny part is his repeated classic line. Have you ever, and then he'll fill in the blank with something unbelievable, and then respond deadpan, I have. For instance, in the last show telling about his bad experience in a San Francisco hotel, he asks, Have you ever checked into a hotel and thought the desk clerk might be nicer to you if you were a chihuahua? I have. And as the story goes on, have you ever drunk so much whiskey and caffeine in the middle of a flight between Florida and Chicago that you actually forgot that you're in San Francisco? I have. I think you get the idea, so I thought I'd try a few of my own today. Have you ever been so restless in the middle of the night, unable to fall back asleep? I have. Have you ever heard someone call out your name and turned around, unable to identify the voice? I have. Have you ever had your supervisor challenge you to do something new that stretches you beyond your comfort zone, like preach on the Old Testament text instead of the gospel? summer your pastors will be trying something new, and you can be thankful that it's not stand-up comedy. (laughs) We're going to be focusing our preaching on the readings from the Hebrew Scriptures, also known as the Old Testament, and starting with the books of Samuel, we'll hear about Israel's greatest heroes, the prophet Samuel, Israel's first king, Saul, and and David, who would become their greatest king. These stories of heroes and heroic victories remind us of God's help and faithfulness, and that God calls real people into positions of responsibility, even people who make mistakes. But before we get to Samuel today, we must start with his mother, Hannah. Have you ever longed for a baby so much that you made promises to God, if only you could have that child? I have, and Hannah did too. She begged God for a son, and during her prayer, she encounters the priest Eli, who is less than comforting. In fact, he accuses her of being drunk. And despite this encounter, Eli tells Hannah that her prayer will be answered. And when her long-awaited-for child, Samuel, is born, she does exactly what she promised to do, And so after he was old enough to be weaned from her, Hannah brought Samuel back to the temple, and Samuel stayed with Eli and grew up in the temple among Eli's sons, and he was formed and shaped through Eli's mentoring. So at the beginning of the reading today, we are told that the word of the Lord was rare, precious in those days. You see, Eli's sons, who were being groomed for the ministry, they were there they're from the right family they're from their destined to be eli's to take eli's place when he's retired or when he dies but you see these two sons were not trustworthy they did what was right in their own eyes not what was right with god and it is at this time and place that the young boy samuel receives his call from god in the middle of the night samuel hears a voice calling his name So he runs out to Eli, who is old and frail, and he says, Yes, Lord, what is it? But the old man turns him away and hushes him back to sleep. So again, Samuel hears his name called, and he runs to Eli saying, Here I am. And Eli sends him back again. And when it happens a third time, Eli finally comes to realize that it is the Lord who is calling Samuel's name. So he tells the boy to respond. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Eli helps Samuel identify God's voice. Sure, it took three times of Samuel running into Eli's darkened room in the middle of the night before Eli finally had that aha moment. But as Samuel lay on his bed on that restless night, by the fourth time his name was called, he was finally in a position to hear. Was it a still, small voice? Was it a booming, loud, commanding voice from heaven? Who knows? But even though the word of God was rare in those days, Eli knew how to attend to that voice. By listening. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Have you ever heard a voice of god calling your name i have well kind of not as clear as samuel did but certainly god has called me and all of us into service and truth-telling just as god has called samuel to do the same and how easy it is for any of us to miss god's call or attribute it to a human instead i know that in speaking of their call most people do not describe a major disruption in their lives like Samuel's. Instead, they speak of a quiet, slow awakening, perhaps to a life of service or to confront an injustice, which is exactly what happened to Samuel. And he didn't get it at first. It took some help from his mentor to explain what these stirrings meant. With God's persistence and Eli's mentoring, go hand in hand. So it often takes others in our lives to help us understand the call that God places before us. What's God's calling you to this day? What stirrings cause you to have restless nights and an open heart? Can we join with Samuel in saying, speak, Lord. We are listening. turn to this community of faith to help us discern that still small voice that whispers to us to speak the truth to power, that nudges us to say no to evil and work for peace, that empowers us to forgive and love in Jesus' name. You see, I think there's a little bit of Samuel in all of us who are waiting for a clear voice to call us out of the shadows and into the light of God's justice and transformation. And let's not forget that Samuel was just a child, only 12 years old. Heck, we have a lot of 12-year-olds in this congregation. God tells Samuel that he'll be an important messenger, not someday in the future, after graduation, or after doing enough, or being enough, or getting enough, but God calls him to be a messenger right now. God's call comes to us when we least expect it, and often to those that we least expect. God is always the God of surprises, and sometimes we need to be like Eli, encouraging others to hear the one that calls them into all that they were created to be. And at the same time, we need to be open to hear the one who is calling us, To be more and do more in God's holy name than we can ever imagine. Shh. Listen. Can you hear it? God is calling you to hear those who are crying out in pain. God is calling you to bear witness to love and light in the world. God is calling you to tend to the poor. God is calling you to be a bold truth teller. God is calling you to a feast where everyone who hungers and thirsts will be fed. Have you heard this call that is outrageous and wonderful, challenging and full of hope for a broken world? I have. May we all be ready to respond. Here I am, Lord. It is our